You know, I tell the students uh, from time to time, as they're striving and, and wanting to uh, live for the Lord, I, I always tell them that, that, that our life, our Christian life, it, it's a test, but it's an open book test, right? The Lord gives us in his word every answer that we will ever need to face, every situation and every problem. And for us in this country, oftentimes the answer has been our military and our veterans in a lot of ways. Can you give them one more hand? <clears throat> Today we're going to talk about problems. You can look at me, I have several problems. My hair is weird. My voice is gone. And I'm 120 pounds heavier than one the day I was married. I've got problems. And I think that in this world, we face a lot of difficulty. We face a lot of problems. We turn on the news. We see problems. We turn the news off. You turn on your favorite sports team. Unless you're an Atlanta Braves fan, you see problems. I had to get that in there. We won the World Series. I'm a world champion. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But we live in a world full of, full of problems. The truth is we all know someone or we are all that someone who is not immune to family problems, health problems, relationship problems, financial problems. We all have issues. We all have problems. We all need hope, do we? Don't we? John 16 verse 33 says this, and Jesus is saying this to his disciples. And he said, I have said these things to you that you might have peace. Now, I'm going to stop right there because I love that portion of that scripture. Jesus is telling his disciples, listen guys, I'm about to tell you something that's going to give you peace. And I'm sure they're like, all right, man, let's do it. Tell me. Lay it on me. They're probably taking notes. They obviously were taking notes because they wrote it down in the Bible. You guys never laugh. Thank you. Goodness gracious. Okay. So he said, I'm about to tell you something that is going to give you peace. He said, I have said these things to you that you might have peace. And he said, in this world, you will have tribulation. I would have stopped him there and said, the, that gives me no peace. That, in fact, gives me more of what I already have. Fear, doubt, worry, depression. I get, it gives me all of those things. But, Lord, it does not give me peace. And then he said this, but take heart because I have overcome the world. He said, guys, uh, to, the, to his disciples, and he's telling us this morning, in this world, you will have problems, but here's where the peace comes in. I've already overcome. And if you are in me and I am in you, you are an overcomer. Come on, that's something to, to celebrate. That's something to, to shout about. That's something to sing about. That's something to lift your hands and rejoice about. The Lord is overcome, therefore we can overcome. Jesus is very clear. You will have problems, but he's even more clear that we can still overcome. Why? Because he is overcome. 
He has already overcome so that no matter what I face, no matter what I go through, I am able to overcome. Really quickly, before we get further into the message, I want to tell you this this particular passage and, and, and message is hitting home to me right now. For the last 20, almost 25 years, I've been in full-time ministry. And for 25 years, I've led worship, and I've preached to students and adults literally all across the country and around the world. From the time I was 11 years old, I felt the call of the Lord into ministry. And, and, and the reason this is hitting me hard today is that in this life you will have problems, but take heart because I've overcome the world. Because I, I want to tell you that over the last probably three or four months, I don't know if you could tell, I don't know how you couldn't tell, but my, my voice has been deteriorating. Literally every week, it seems to get worse. And it's not a huge deal, but for me, it's hit hard because my voice over the last 25 years has been the thing that has defined who I, who I am and what I can do. I don't have a lot of talents and abilities, but it was the voice that God had given me that I was like, Lord, I can use that for you. And as the days and weeks go by, I'm like, God, what's going on? I feel great. I don't have allergy symptoms other than my voice seems to be getting weaker and weaker. So today when I read the passage and he says, Jason, in this life you'll have turmoil. Again, it might not seem like a huge deal, but for me it's like, Lord, can you then redefine who I am. It doesn't matter if my voice returns to normal or if it, if it doesn't, Lord, I've decided in this moment I am going to say you do what you want to do in me and through me. And so today, wherever you are, whatever the heaviness is, whatever the trial is, whatever the circumstance is, if it seems bigger than you are, listen, it's not bigger than he is. If it seems like there's something that really the very thing that that defines you is being ripped away, I want you to know that Jesus has already overcome. Can you give the Lord a hand clap for that? He is where the peace comes in. I want you to turn in your Bible if you have it. If you don't, we'll put it up on the screen. John chapter 6, verse 1 through 7. It says, After this, Jesus went away to the other side of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain and there he sat down with his disciples and now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we going to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test them for he himself already knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii 
worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to just get a little. In some uh, uh, research and, and things, that 200 denarii literally equated to half a year's pay. And so Philip says to Jesus, listen, I know the solution to the problem. There is a problem. We have a lot of people that need to eat. Here's the solution, Jesus. We need 200 denarii. We need half a year's wages to buy bread. And then each and every one of them would only get a bite. I mean, more than half a year's salary. And and each person would just get a little nibble of some of that bread. The scripture says that Jesus had compassion on the people he saw and and he knew that they needed to eat. The problem was that they needed to eat and there was no food. There was not enough money. And so he asked the disciples, see, this is what I love about Jesus. Jesus looks at Philip as they see the, the mass of people who had followed Jesus out there. And the Bible says because they had seen the signs of what he was doing. Listen, I want to tell you just on a side note, when you begin to operate how the Lord wants you to operate, right? The same spirit that raised uh, Christ from the dead now dwells in you. And when you begin to, to begin to live that out, people are going to say, what's going on? They're going to ask you questions. They're going to say, can you give me what you got, right? Because people had followed Jesus out. Because of the signs that they had seen. And then they were looking out at the masses. And Jesus looked at Philip and said, Hey, Philip, where are we going to buy bread? (laughs) That crowd like, well, you're the son of God. You tell me where to buy the bread. And Philip's like, well, listen, we can definitely, Lord, we could definitely do that. We could definitely go and buy bread. And he said, "But, but even with half a year's salary, We can only buy just a little bit of bread. Let's bring it here to 2021 real quick. So I'm not the great theologian. I'm not a super-duper researcher. I mean, I I try to be. I just get all, you know, what does that mean? You know, and I'm like calling Pastor Rob, and he's like, Jason, quit calling me. It's 3 in the morning. I'll tell you later. But let's bring it to 2021. I did a little research, and, and over the entire state of South Carolina, for the entire state of South Carolina, the median income, uh, it's, a, it's about $50,000, So half a year's salary, if Jesus looked at Philip and said, today, where are we going to get bread? He said, listen, we can go down to Ingalls and get bread, but I'm going to need uh, $25,000. I'm going to need $25,000, Lord, and then each person's only get a, going to get a, a bite. That's not enough. And, and so when you think of it in that magnitude, it's a huge situation. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And Jesus is asking his disciples, I love how the scripture said he was asking these things only to test them <laughs> because he already knew what he was going to do. Listen, I want you to take confidence in this, whatever your problem is. And I could turn it back to me and say, Jason, this issue that you're facing, the Lord already knows. Listen, whatever your problem is, he already knows what he's going to do. 
He may ask you to do something. He may ask you to sacrifice. But listen, when he does those things, he's only wanting to engage you in the miracle. See, Jesus could have easily, quickly said, hey, Philip, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab a couple of uh, pieces of fish and some bread. Boom, pow, pow. Boom, we're going to, you know, we're going we're gonna to feed everybody. But no, he said, Philip, what should we do? Let's continue to read John chapter 6, verse 8 through 14. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, well, there's a boy here. He has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many? Now, here's the funny thing. I like to try to put myself in the disciples' shoes. And I I think when I look at Philip, probably even more so Simon Peter, Jesus has asked Philip, what are we going to do? Well, we could go buy bread, but that's a lot of money. And so Andrew's done a little bit of digging. He's walking around the crowd. Who's got food? Oh, there's a little boy has food. Hey, Jesus, now I know we need half a year's salary to, to, you know, to, to feed everybody a bite of bread, but I found two fish and five loaves. I found two fish and five loaves. I bet you Philip was like, hey, buddy, that's not the solution. That only makes the problem bigger because now we're stealing the food from the boy and one person's going to get to eat right he said that's not a solution (laughs) that's a problem and all of the people he said all the people that we see in front of us and you're going to bring me a boy's lunch all of the people that we see in front of us that is not the solution verse 10 Jesus said okay I'll take what you have. He said, uh, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down about 5,000 in number. Now, I'm going to tell you something that if you've been in church any length of time, you already know. But during that time, now don't blame me. I didn't do the counting, okay? But during that time, they only counted the men. And so the Bible says there was 5,000 men there. And so if you think about it, they probably, because it was, you know, getting close to the the, the feast time, and, and they probably had their wife with them. And I promise you, they each had at least a kid or 12. Now think about that. They're looking at the masses and they're like, hey, uh, I've counted up 5,000. They're like, there's clearly more than 5,000. Well, I only counted the guys. Come on. So if we just, if we just, you know, if we just on the, the, the low end, there was at least 10,000 people there that needed to eat. And the solution that Andrew brought was five breads and two fish. Five breads and two fish. I mean, that reminds me when I go to Zaxby's. Right? And they give you the chicken. And they always try to throw that coleslaw that nobody ever eats. And so I found out, look, listen, if you don't know this, look, Zaxby's. Hey, I want to substitute an extra bread for that coleslaw. Keep it. Keep the coleslaw. Give me the bread. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, it's amazing. I mean, it's changed my life. 
So now when I go to Zaxby's, two breads automatically. And so the solution to feed 10,000 people was five breads and two fish. And Jesus took the problem and he did something miraculous out of it. See, this text can be applied to any of our lives in any situation. I want you to know, number one, Jesus is aware of your problem. Jesus is aware of your problem. There's nothing that is hidden from him. See, he knows students, if you're struggling in math, he he knows that if the family's having difficulty, hey, guys, he knows if uh, maybe you're not doing the right things on the weekends, he still loves you. See, he knows every circumstance, every situation. He knows financial difficulty. He knows what you're looking at at night that maybe you should not be looking at. He's aware of your struggles and the struggles that are in your mind. He's aware of stress and worry, again, fear and depression. Students, he's aware aware of every anxiety that you will ever face. And I promise you this, he wants to step in and do something miraculous about it you are not alone see if you think about it the disciples were following Jesus they were learning how to pray they were learning how to worship they were learning how to meet needs see needs and meet needs the disciples encountered a problem not because of anything that they did they encountered this problem because they were following Jesus See, every problem that you will encounter is not because you did anything wrong or bad or a sin. Or Sometimes we encounter situations that are too big for us because we're following someone who is bigger than us. Amen? Sometimes we encounter situations just because we're following Jesus because not only is he aware of your problem, number two, he has a plan for your problem. Jesus already knew, the Bible said, what he was going to do. So we could say, man, I've got problems. I've got circumstances. I've got situations. I've got sin in my life. I've got this in my life. Whatever it is, Jesus knows and he has a plan for it. Jesus has a plan. I'll take, you, I'll take the little that you offer me. And in the grand scheme of things, we offer very little to the Son of God. But he said, I'll take the little that you offer me and I'll do something miraculous with it. If I say this morning, Lord, all I have is just a little bit of this voice. All I have is just a little bit of my hopes and dreams and desires. I want to give that all to you. And he says, I'll take that. I've got a plan for that. I want you to imagine standing in front of at least 10,000 people with two filet of fish and an extra bread. Just imagine it with me. You got two fish. And five pieces of bread and Jesus tells the disciples, hey, go start sitting the people down. Go start sitting the people down. I love how the the scripture says, 
And they started sitting them down because there was a lot of grass in the place. <laughs> there was no food in the place, but they had plenty of places to sit. See, the solution, the solution is not found in Philip's answer. The solution is not found in Andrew's answer other than Andrew saying, here, I found a little bit of food. The, lo- the solution is found when we use what we have, God adds what he has. See, the solution in that circumstance was that Andrew came and said, hey, all I've found in all of the mass of people is just a couple of fish and five pieces of bread. But the little boy there said that you could have it. So God knows we have issues. He knows we have a problem. Jesus knows we have a problem. Jesus uh, has a plan for our problem. And third, God has the power over all of our problems. So he knows we have problems. He has a plan for the problems. And third, God has the power over all our problems. Then it says, Jesus then took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to those who were seated. So all the fish, as much as they wanted, see, more than just one bite, all the fish, as much as they wanted, and when they had eaten their fill, he told the disciples, gather up leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So he gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves and the fish. It's amazing to me that Jesus saw the problem. He already knew what he was going to do. He received the bread and the fish. And the Bible said that at that moment... He gave thanks to the Heavenly Father. I guess my question has been, well, what what was he giving thanks for? He couldn't have thanked the Lord, the Heavenly Father, his Father for providing enough at that moment. It was just a little bit. He couldn't have thanked the Lord because everybody had already been fed because no one at that time had been fed. But he gave thanks because he wanted to model to those disciples and he wanted to model to you and I this morning. When you are in the deepest, darkest, loneliest moment of your life, when you are facing a family situation that you can't see a way out of, when you are facing a financial problem that you have no clue how it's going to be solved, when you are facing a health issue that you are scared out of your mind to face, he said, in that moment, I want you to raise your hands and I want you to give thanks. 
in the moment where the problem was the greatest, Jesus modeled to you and I, I'm going to give thanks, Lord, because I'm in this situation now. I've got this issue now. I've got this problem now. But I'm about to see you step in and do something. I'm about to see you step in and provide a miracle that not only will these 10,000, more than 10,000 people tell for the rest of their life, not only will this little boy be remembered for all of uh, human history, but I'm going, you're about to step in and do something so that it will give hope and peace and joy and faith and power to those that will come after us year after year after year. See, the story never would have happened if the little boy had not given all that he had had. The story would have never taken place. Well, Jesus would have found another way, I'm sure. But if the little boy had not given all that he had, no one would have ever known about or remembered the miraculous thing that happened when the little boy gave everything that he had. See, Jesus has power over all of our problems. Listen. Jesus has power over all of our problems if we give them to him. I'm going to say it again. Jesus has power and all authority over every problem that we have if we give them to him. Today, are you willing for Jesus to use you to be a solution to not only your problems, but those that you come in contact with on a daily basis. I'm going to be the solution. I'm going to give everything that I have. I'm going to give everything that I am. I'm going to give everything that I hope to be. Jesus put on display what we should do with every problem. He gave thanks. He gave thanks. God, I thank you for the supply even when the supply is not in front of me. Today with every head bowed and every eye closed and nobody moving around in this moment.